Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what is up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good. Today, we are on episode 28, where we're going to be talking with my buddy, Brian Harris, and uh, talking all about list building for speakers. Now, if you are not familiar with Brian, you got to know him. All right. He's a good dude. Probably one of my closest friends. He and I were in a mastermind together. We hang out. We talk just about regularly. My wife is annoyed with how often Brian and I are texting and talking just all the time. We're just like little gossip girls going back and forth talking about business and life. So really, really good dude. And Brian is the smartest person that I know whenever it comes to email and list building. And this is so, so critically important for speakers because part of the challenge with speaking is that you can only be in that one place at that one time speaking to that one audience. And so after that presentation is done, your job there is done. And unfortunately, realistically, most of what you talked about, the audience will forget, which sucks. That's such a bummer that we spend all this effort and energy. And then realistically, most of the audience is going to remember very, very little of what it is that we said. But if we want to continue to build that relationship, build that rapport, build that connection, offer additional products and services to the audience members that heard us speak, building an email list is absolutely critical to that. And so Brian and I, we walk through why it's so important and actually how to do that as speakers. So in fact, in addition to just this interview, Brian put together a, a free resource for us. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I'll go ahead and give you the link. It's You can go to thespeakerlab.com slash list thespeakerlab.com slash list, L-I-S-T. And there you can get the uh, the free goodies that Brian and I are talking about. But definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com slash list. Check that out. All right, without further ado, let's get right into it. Here's my chit-chat, my conversation with my buddy, Brian Harris. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, we are joined by one of my closest friends and probably one of the prettiest people I know. Oh. Easy. Simmer down now. <laughs> Please welcome Brian Harris. How are you? Good, sir. Thanks for having me on, Grant. My wife commonly refers to you as my work boyfriend because if I'm getting texts at random hours of the day or night or weekends, she's like, is that Brian again? Oh, that's Brian. <laughs> I may have accidentally texted you like at 6.15 the other morning and the immediate thought that went through my head was Sheila's going to kill me. <laughs> but luckily, luckily she was, uh, what was she doing? She was on a run or something. She's running. So, yeah. I didn't yeah. know she was an early riser. So, so we, I'm good. I'm going to start texting you at 5 a.m. now. We, we lucked out on that. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. If people want more context on you, I'm going to let you give us a snapshot. I'm going to go ahead and reference people also back to on the previous show I used to run and host. How did you get into that? Brian was on episode 110, where we talked about 
I had a good episode. That was one of the more popular episodes. Talked about how to earn $10,000 in one day. So we'll link up to that in the show notes if people want to go back and check that out for the full story of how you got into what you're doing. But give us the snapshot, high-level view of who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I run a site called Video Fruit, and I help businesses not go out of business. (laughs) <laughs> so basically what I do is help people build email list. And if you're not familiar with what an email list is, like think of an email list as a group of people. Hang on. Don't get into that yet. We'll what? talk about it. We'll talk okay, about no. it. All right. We'll get to the email list. Stuff, right. So I help people build email list, Grant. And what well, you can go to videofruit.com. And what I do is just a lot of experiment. So I'm always experimenting with different marketing strategies. So growing lists and growing traffic and sales and all those different topics. And we see something somebody else is doing and we experiment with it and write a whole case study about it. We're always doing that. And what I discovered over the last few years of doing that through, I think we've been running Video Fruit Blog for about two years. Which is, is a that, great name, by the way. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with list building. But, <laughs> but what I discovered is that list building is by far the most effective way to sell stuff. And to not go out of business. So if you have an idea, build a list first. If you want to get more sales, build a list. If you want to get more speaking engagements, build a list. If you want to sell your book, build a list. Uh, so we've centered all of our paid teaching and courses and coaching and everything around list building. That's a topic that's not that's talked about a lot, but nobody has like planted their stake in the ground around it. So that's what we've done. It's so important that we've dedicated all of our energy to teaching on that. All right, let's go back a little bit. Like, why? How did you arrive on list building being so important and so critical? Well, I tried to start 50 different businesses and all of them failed. As we all try. Yep. So, since I was seven, we've been trying stuff and we, as in me. And finally, I guess 2013, December of 2013, I was fed up and started the video for blog. And just, I read a book by Nathan Berry called Authority. And like the idea that he proposed in that book of learning out loud. So I'm not an expert on the topic, but I'm going to experiment with it. I'm going to test it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to learn. And then I'm going to report back on my results. So through doing that, I just would look at people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin and, um, you know, John Acuff and Jeff Goins and Michael Hyatt and, and just see things they were doing and be like, all right, well, that worked for them. Let me try it. And through just doing that, through iterating on a hundred different experiments over the course of that first year, I landed on the one that worked the best and the one that everybody said if they could go back and do again, that would be they would build their email list sooner and they would get more subscribers on their list. And like it's just a constant theme you see. I wish I'd have started my list sooner. I wish my list was bigger. And it was probably the only constant I saw between all these different people I was following was the list. So I focused on building my list and I went from zero subscribers to ten thousand subscribers in a little over ten months. Launched a product and did twenty five thousand dollars of sales. And that convinced me <laughs> that that was the most money I'd ever made in a week by orders of magnitude. And I just saw that firsthand of how, and the product was kind of a weird product. Like I knew I could do better. I knew I could find a better fit for the list. So we did that in last year. We created a course on list building because that was a topic we talked about a lot and our audience was interested in. So we launched it and it did really well last year. So now it's this, we're building a list and teaching list building, but list building works for any it doesn't matter what your topic is. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he built a list of 2,500 subscribers last year around the topic of chicken farming in your backyard. Right. Okay. Random. And he did, last year, he did $75,000 of sales on that Holy. topic, on chicken farming in your backyard. Another one on design. I talked to your sister yesterday, Kelsey Baldwin, yep. papernotes.com. She did $25,000 of revenue last year from an email list of 850 people. Yep. 
on how to use InDesign. Uh, there's just example after example after example of all these weird, crazy niches that people have specialized in. They've had a list and have done really well in it. So, yeah, that's how I found it. I, I just found what works. Like Marketing 101, find what works, do more of that. So yeah. I found email list works, so I'm going to do more of that. And I would totally echo that. Just in t- not and like you said, not just with list building, but just in general. Of I think that's the way I've built my entire business is just paying attention to what other people are doing, of what's working, and figuring out not how you can copy it or mimic it, but just figure out how does that apply to me. So if it's list building, then you know what are they doing with that list, and why do they need that list? And so just kind of understanding the nuances of that and applying it to ourselves. So, all right, let's go back to what you started to get into earlier. And then I politely cut you off. So give us like, for, for someone that just has like no idea, like what I've heard of it, but like, give us an overview of like, what is an email list? So first let's start with offline sales. So let's say you ran a coffee shop. How would you get customers to your coffee shop? You would advertise, you would hopefully put your coffee shop on a popular corner where when people pass by, they would see it and stop you would build some word of mouth, that kind of stuff, but predominantly it's based on your location and maybe some advertising. So when you're starting out online, location doesn't really exist. Like you could buy the best domain name in the world. And if nobody knows it exists, like you basically have built a business in the middle of the Sahara desert. Like you could have the best coffee that literally has ever been brewed before. But if you're in the middle of the Sahara desert, nobody's going to buy. And that's what your website is like when you first start. So, what an email list is, is a, like, think of it like when Apple launches a new iPhone. Like, they launch an iPhone, and the month prior to it actually coming out at Best Buy, there's people camping out to buy from them. So, like, what, why does that happen? It happens because they have a loyal group of people who are eagerly waiting to buy from them. That's what an email list is for you. An email list is a group of people who are sitting there waiting to buy from you. And you can send one email out with a piece of content you've created and get hundreds of shares to it. You can send one email out with a blog post you've written and get thousands of views or 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 comments on it. So if you've always struggled with those kind of anecdotal evidence of your stuff working, it's probably because you built a blog or you built a business in the middle of the Sahara Desert. You just need to move it to a popular corner. And that email list is what that is. You can send an email out, immediately get sales. The first product I launched of Video Fruit was something called The Vault. And it was basically just a list of all my contractors, workflows, and swipe files. And I just emailed it out to the list and sent one email. And just because I had an email list now, there were 6,000 people on the list at the time, sent an email out to that list of 6,000 people and said, hey, I have this new thing I built. If you want it, click here to buy it. And I sold $10,000 in the first day. If I would have had 60 people on the list, I would have not sold $10,000. So if I had no email list and I just sent it out on Twitter, then I would have sold zero copies of it. Uh, So the key is you have that group of people who are eagerly waiting to buy from you and email specifically. Why do you want email over like Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or any other channel or YouTube? The reason email works so well is because, well, first start with this. If you have a a following, like we have, I don't know what the video for following is on Twitter, like six or 7,000 people. If we send one tweet out, Less than 10% of the people that follow us will even see it, much less read it and much less click on it and much less go to that page and do something. Right. If that. Right. Like that's the numbers are so incredibly low. I think it's something like less than 1% of people 
that will even see the tweet. Less than 5% of people will even see the Facebook post. And only a fraction of percentage of those people will interact with it, click on it, and do what you want them to do. Versus email, like our email open rate, our email list right now, we've been building it for two years now, and it's right at 50,000 subscribers. So when we send an email out, we get around 30% of our people not just to see it, but to open it, and around 10 to 15% of those people to click on it. So let's do some quick math. If we have 50,000 people and 10% of those people click on it, that's 5,000 people that are going to whatever we just link them up to. So that's 5,000 views on a blog post, 5,000 views on a sales page, 5,000 views of a video, whatever the thing is you want them to do, that's immediately 5,000 people to do that. To get a Twitter account that got 5,000 people to that level, I, don't, I would have to do some reverse math, but that's probably going to be over a half million to a million people you would need. And that's a well-cultivated Twitter account that tomorrow Twitter could introduce a new algorithm to and significantly hurt your results from that. So an email list is something you own. It's great real estate. It's real estate people pay attention to. I don't pay attention to every tweet. I don't pay attention to every Facebook post. I don't even get every Facebook post, but I get every email in my email inbox and I open the vast majority of the emails in my inbox. So I have seen email, even though it seems archaic, like emails invented 20 plus years ago uh, and Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube are all these new hot things that have been around just for under a decade or so email just outperforms all of them. So if you had a list of three things, I said, all right, you can do option one and sell $10,000. You could do option two and sell $1,000. You can do option three and sell $10. Which one would you choose? You choose the one that gets you $10,000 and that's what email does because people pay attention to it. People interact with it. When they go there, they're going there to do stuff versus when they go to Facebook and Twitter and these other platforms, they're going there to be entertained. They're going there to view. They're doing it on the toilet. They're just like sitting there just like consuming stuff, not in an action taking stance. So that's why email works. It just works. Like read any study that's ever been done. People interact with email. They don't interact on even 10% as well on other platforms. All right, let me be devil's advocate for a second. So if I'm a speaker listening to this right now going like, okay, that's, that's cool if I have a product or if I have a thing that I'm trying to offer. But for me, I'm just, I'm trying to book another speaking engagement. And so I don't even know like who I would want to join my list. So like, is this applicable and relevant for speakers and for like personal brands? Or is it more like if you have some type of product or widget that you're trying to sell? Okay, so if you are just a speaker... And all you ever want to do for the 60 more years of your life is to only speak to people and never sell anything ever again. I probably wouldn't start with list building. Like if we're talking about optimizing the result of let's, and and actually that's incorrect because think of the speakers that get paid the most. Who is it? It's Hillary Clinton. It's people that have done significant things. Usually people that have best-selling books. Like when you get a best-selling book, Grant, you could speak to this more than I can, but that immediately increases the rate you can charge. Right. When you do stuff, it helps your speaking career. Now, you can go and book five hundred to $5,000 speaking gigs without having ever published a best-selling book, without ever having led a, a multi-billion dollar, a million dollar company. But as if you, it just depends on what you want, what you're optimizing for. If you're fine with getting $2,000 speaking gigs and doing two a week for the rest of your life forever, and you're absolutely 100% clear on that, and you're never going to change your mind, then, you know, you can still build it and it's going to help you because you, you can use your email list to get more gigs. But where I'm going with this is nobody is that person. Right. Everybody is going to do something else. You're going to write a book about the topic you're talking about. You're going to create a course about that. You're going to offer a workshop about that. You're living proof of this. You're doing all of those things right now. Uh, so I don't know any speaker myself. Like, look at Zig Ziglar, one of the most popular 
self-help motivational speakers ever. Like the grandfather of all this stuff all of us are doing is him. And he had books and courses and workshops and all this other stuff. So the email list is great, is extremely good. The best thing that I know that exists online for selling product. But it also can be used to sell service. So when you're doing a – when you have a solely a speaking career, that's a service you're providing. You show up, they pay you money for the hours you spend there. And an email list can be great for that. Brennan Dunn just posted a post on kind of his workflow of using email list for services. It would be great to link up to that, Grant. We can grab the link for that maybe put it in the show notes. Yeah. And he talked – because he runs an agency where he does service work, but he also has a product-based business as well. So think of your speaking – career as a service you're providing. But the other side of that is revenue from products you're creating. And that, so I would rank an email list as like a B minus if you only want to do speaking and you never have any idea in your mind of doing product at all. I'd probably put it at B minus C plus effectiveness. And then if you want to do product, I'd put it at A plus 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 plus. And if you ever even think you're going to do product, start your email list right now. So if in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I kind of like the course thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll do that later. Start building an email list. Because when you go to create that course, if you're starting from zero without a list, you're going to just have to spend time building the list first or else you're going to be completely guessing on what you're making and the chances of it failing and you spending a bunch of time and money to create this thing and it not work is extremely high. So I guess that would be my long-winded answer to it. Yes, absolutely build it if you're a speaker. Use it to help you get more gigs Although there are more effective things you can do to get more gigs, mostly cold outreach and, and just doing cool stuff that people will want to book you for. And the second part of that is email list will greatly help you with products. Like that's what it's excellent at is doing product. Yeah. And I can speak to a couple different things that you said there. I think that, you know, you mentioned several different personal brands and bloggers and speakers several minutes ago of people that we looked up to and admire and respect. And one of the things that they all said is that they wish they had started list building sooner. And so if you're the type of person right now who's thinking, well, I'm just going to be a speaker forever and ever and ever. So I'm not going to mess with list building. I promise you there will come a day where you're like, dang, I have spoke to thousands of people over the past several years of my career and I missed out on all those opportunities to build that list. So so yes, you want to start building the list. And I can also speak to that you, for me personally, I have used uh, list building to actually book speaking engagements. So the longer you do it, the more you build up that uh, audience, people who have seen you before and people that are interested in keeping up with what it is that you do. So when I was doing a lot of speaking, usually like once a month, I could send an email out of something that was just some type of valuable piece of content. And usually I would get some type of request or inquiry about hiring me because part of the value of that email list uh, as it connects to being a speaker is you stay top of mind with people. You know, oftentimes with speakers, they're only being booked for if I'm planning at a conference, I'm planning that for one small little sliver of the year. And so hopefully, hopefully I'm thinking of, you know, the speaker that wants to be hired at that point. But having that email list and being able to email them out regularly just stays top of mind. So whenever someone's ready to make a buying decision for a speaker, you're one of the people that connects with them. So think, think of it like this, like, let's say over the next five years, you speak 60 times a year, and you add up all the people you've spoken to, you've spoken up to 150,000 people total. And let's say there's just one strategy we'll talk about later that you get half of those people to opt into your email list. So you got 75, did I do my math right on that? Yeah, 75,000 people on your email list. And you've committed to talking to them once a week. So maybe you do a podcast, maybe you write an article, maybe you uh, do it, whatever the topic is you're speaking on. You just kind of write to them once a week. And then let's say five years from now, speaking gigs dry up. And you just email your list and say, hey, I'm booking more speaking gigs this year. Click here to sign up and to book me. 
you get 75,000 people who you have a relationship with now who, one, have seen you in person and that you've most likely met in person and shaken their hand and that have heard from you every single week since the five years ago when you spoke to them for the first time. That's an easy pull to people to book gigs from. It's also an easy pull to people to sell your book to or to sell your course to or to sell your physical product or your app to because you have 75,000 people who know, like, and trust you versus the Sahara Desert approach where you build this cool thing and you ship and you have nobody that's paying attention. So I think the group of people you're speaking to is the lowest hanging fruit. You have to get them on the list and just start talking to them once a week. And we can go through some ways to do that that makes it super easy for you and doesn't take a lot of time. But those relationships with the people you talk to, if you're speaking on a regular basis, are key. And it's your most valuable asset. It's more valuable than your website, more valuable than your traffic. Like my most valuable thing in my business is my email list. I could lose everything today, but if I had that CSV file with those email addresses in it, tomorrow I could stand up a whole completely different site and immediately get 5,000 people to it. Right. And I think, again, to speak to one of the things that you touched on earlier, of as you build that list, most speakers don't want to just speak. So a lot of us, we want to, we have a lot of different interests and a lot of us, we have a message or a couple of messages that we want to share with the world. And speaking is just one medium with which to share that, but it could also come through a book or a curriculum or a webinar or a training or a course or coaching or consulting. It can look a lot of different ways. But being able to have that audience that you can go back to and say, hey, you saw me speak a year ago, and if you're interested in more information, here's this new tool, here's this new training, here's this new system that we have that can help you related to, to, you know, to whatever it is that we, we talked about. So let me ask you this. All right, we've established the groundwork that this is really, really important for speakers to be focused on. But let's say I'm starting to... Well, actually, let's back up here. I know, okay, I realized the value of building a list, and I have a speaking engagement coming up for 100 people in the audience. How do I get them on the list? What are some like practical things that I can do there? So the lowest hanging fruit by far is during your presentation, have a call to action for them to opt into the list. So I took a snapshot. I'm looking through my phone right now. I took a snapshot the other day. As we're recording this, we're in the middle of the... Um, primary caucus stuff for the 2016 election and Donald Trump is the front runner for the Republicans. And I'm, I took a snapshot off TV cause I was watching this. He's just really brilliant. A lot of marketing stuff, even if you disagree with his politics, but on the front of his podium, it says Trump in big letters. And right below that, it says text Trump to eight, eight Oh two, two. So what happens when you text that? They send it back to you. They ask for your email. You opt in, and they start sending you donation requests and information on the campaign. So they stay top of mind. So the number one way you can do that is just simply – and Grant, you could probably have some better example because you've done this a lot more than me in the speaking environment – But just give them your slides, have a checklist they can get to take home afterwards, give them a recording of that and just have a slide like your, maybe in your first like 10 minutes of your presentation, say, Hey, by the way, just text grant to 80022 and you can use lead digits for this leadpages.com. There's several other services that will allow you to do this and just have a generic text message with your name on it where they can text and they, you ask them, you can send them straight to a landing page to collect their email address or you ask them inside the text message what their email address is so you can email them a copy of the slides or the notes or some type of bonus you create for your talk. Uh, you ab- that's like the absolute, you, you have to have that. Uh, if not, you're just, because I've seen um, with the limited amount of speaking I've done, I've seen up to 50% of the room opt in when you do that because you're in person with these folks you have 50 people or 100 people or a thousand people in the room it's directly related to what you're talking about and it's a direct benefit to them to download that so that's the lowest thing for, for a speaking environment get those people you speak to on a list 
And so what's cool is you can do the, you know, the high tech route of text this word to this number and go that route. But also because you're in person, I mean, you can just do the old fashioned paper and pen. So even <laughs> yeah. if you just had like, even if you just had like an index card on everybody's chair or even just like a legal pad sitting on a table off to the side, Hey, if you want to hear more about what I'm up to, or I remember at an event a couple years ago where the, uh, I was in a workshop that was just a packed workshop, great speaker. And he was just going through the slides so fast and it was just, but it was such good stuff. And like, nobody could keep up with taking notes. So finally partway through, he's like, Hey, if you just want the slides, just give me your business card afterwards and I'll make sure I get these to you. And there was just a mob of people throwing their business card at him. And that's just a, that was an easy, easy win for him as the speaker to begin doing that list building. So there's some simple things that you can certainly do to begin building the list. So let's say Matt, Imagine at this point now I you know I go speak to 100 people let's say I get 20 30 50 email addresses what like what do I do now do I send them like hopefully I'll, obviously I'll send them the whatever it is I promise them that first thing but I think this is where a lot of people get stuck is like okay now what like what am I hey it's Grant again <laughs> like, like I don't yeah, want to so, just be selling them all the time so what like what do I send at that point my recommendation is to keep it super simple and make it not take a lot of time. Uh, and just gradually dip your toe in, and then you can jump into the pool later if you want to. I highly recommend you do this with writing to start with. So what my basic habit I recommend doing and that I do myself is writing 250 words a day and pressing publish once a week. So this is how that works. First, make a list of questions that you're asked on your topic. So let's say you're an interior designer. Uh, and you teach, you speak to interior designers about to graduate college or you do certification speeches. I don't know, whatever your thing is that interior designers do. Make a list of the 10, 15, 20, 25 questions that you're asked all the time. Like, where do I take my test? How do I submit the results? How do I get a job? Like, just go down the list of questions that you're asked. Email that list of 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 people that you got from your speaking engagement and ask them, what questions do you have on this topic? You went to my talk. What other things would you like answered? Use that and go to Quora.com, Q-U-O-R-A.com. It's a question and answer site, the biggest one on the internet. Type in your keywords around your topic around it. Quora doesn't work. Go to forums related to your topic and look, see what people are asking. The basic gist is get a list of 25 questions written out and then every day pick out one of those questions and write 250 words on it. That takes you about 15 minutes. So just do it before you get started with the day. Do it at the end of the day. I recommend doing it on the front end of the day because that's when you have more creative energy. And then by the end of day Friday, no matter what your workflow, you could pick a different question every day. You could write on the same question every day. I know most of the words you write aren't going to show up in the, in the final copy. But by the end of day Friday, press publish on a post, publish it on your website, and send an email to your list answering that question. That's the easiest way to start building that relationship. So there's two different reasons that you create content. Number one is to build relationship with the people you have already. So that existing list is your most valuable asset. Don't neglect it. If you don't email them for a month, that's on you. Like they have a half-life, so it's becoming less and less valuable. So email them every week. Stay in contact with them. And the second reason you create content is to grow your list. And that's not what we're worried about here. We're not worried about writing epic content that people are going to link to and people are going to talk about. Like we can do that later, and I highly recommend doing that. But don't do that in the beginning. Just start with 15 minutes a day. Answer questions, which is extremely easy. One little hack I have for that, like if if you just really hate writing and suck at it, I'll write down a question. I'll outline my answer, like take just three minutes and just do a little outline on a Google Doc. And then I'll turn on the voice recorder on my iPhone and just answer the question in person. And then I'll transcribe that or have my assistant transcribe it and then just polish up that 
transcription into a finished answer for them. Publish it on the blog, send an email to the list. So you're talking to them regularly because these people know you and like you and trust you to some degree. You want to build yourself. You want to build your authority up on that topic. And the more time you spend talking about the topic, the more time you spend answering questions on that topic, the more time you spend helping them on that topic, the more they'll look to you as the person that can solve their problem or any problem related to that topic. So when you go to sell a course, when you go to book speed engagements on the topic, when you go to launch a book on the topic, you'll be the person they look to is that because over the last five years, you've answered every single question they have. Now you have this paid thing you want to sell them. Absolutely going to buy it. And you kind of touched on this here, but you can also, whenever you're getting that feedback of, you know, what are the questions you have? What are you struggling with? You start to see the commonalities of what are these questions. And really what, what's crazy is, and I know you teach some of this, is then ideas of other courses, products, books, oh, curriculums, yeah. trainings, coaching, whatever. The solution to whatever their thing starts to kind of, I don't know, it's like starts to magically appear like, Wow, this person, this person, and this person, all like all these people are saying they have the same problem. And this thing over here in my mind, this would be a great solution to solve this pain that all these independent people are saying. Think of every piece of content you write as a product validation. Because when you go to create your product, all you need to do, you don't need to magically come up with some brilliant idea. You don't need to worry about if it's been done before because the only people you're selling to are the people on your list. You're not worried about anybody else in the world. And if your list has shown to be completely ecstatic about topic A, build a product on topic A. Like think if you have three different top products you could build on. You could build one on, well, I don't we'll come up with a random analogy. But for me, let's say for me last year when I was doing this, there were five topics I'd been writing on and answering questions on. Writing 250 words a day and pressing publish for a year last year at this time. I just look back over all the all the posts I'd written and emailed out. There are five main categories they just happen to fit into. It was like sales, traffic, list building, launching, and whatever the fifth one was. But by far the one that people were the most interested in, the one that people had opened the most, clicked the most, commented on, shared on, opted into content upgrades on, was a list building. So I could build a product around a topic they weren't as interested about, or I could build a product around the topic they were super interested about. It was easy. I just picked the one they were interested on and built a product around it and launched it to them. So every piece of content you put out is a little vote from your audience of how interested they are on that topic. And when you get to the point of wanting to create a product, just look and see what content they've engaged with and build a product around that category. And what's cool about this is obviously that we're talking about this in the online context, but this really works in translating offline too, meaning that let's say, you know, you're, you're sending these emails out asking what are your biggest questions on, you know, interior design or whatever the subject or topic was that you spoke about. And you're getting this constant flow of questions back in then you know, like, I need to make sure that whenever I'm speaking, like live in person, that I'm addressing these questions. These are the common questions. Or yeah. I'm always getting, maybe I should just redo my entire talk to talk about this because this is the thing that people are always asking me about. So you're just getting, like you said, that kind of that external validation from people on this is exactly what they need help with. It really helps you kind of tweak and define what it is that you would offer, again, both offline and online. So let's kind of wrap up with this. I know that, you know, we could talk for a while about this and there's just massive, massive value in building your list. But You've, I know you've put together kind of a, uh, a guide of some of like the top list building strategies and trends for the year. So give us kind of an overview of what that is. Yeah, so each year we do an exhaustive report. So all of our content is really long form. Like we don't write fluffy crap that you don't know what to do by the end of it. So at the beginning of 2016, we put together, uh, we're putting together a report of the top list building trends of 2016. And this is going to break down the top five list building trend. So it's going to be the actual strategies that work, uh, not three years ago, 
We're not going to talk about guest posting because that doesn't work as well anymore. But there's some strategy. There's one I discovered last week that can, it's probably the best list building strategy I've seen since I've been doing this. Uh, it's extreme. I've only talked about it one time inside of a paid community. I haven't talked about it publicly at all. That'll be inside the list building trends guide. Is that, that the Grant's one you talked me about yesterday? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. It's, I, just, it's, I just want to personally know. I, I don't know <laughs> and I can yeah. personally say that, like, even this morning, I was uh, talking with our mutual friend that we work with that, uh, like, hey, we need to do this thing Brian's talking about. Yeah, so. this isn't some BS, like, we're just making up this thing. I've literally seen no one talk about it. It's one little feature inside of a, a fairly popular app that I don't even think the company knows what they have. But I, if I would have used it over the last four months of 2015, my list would be somewhere between 20 and 30,000 subscribers bigger. But I just didn't know it existed. So we talk about that, and there's four other strategies inside of there as well uh, that you'll see as trends for 2016 that you have to pay attention to and you have to use. Uh, and we'll break that down between who's using them and how they're using it, showing examples of all that stuff. So, so yeah, we're pretty proud of that report. And uh, Grant will tell you how you can get a copy of it. Yeah, so you can find over that over at thespeakerlab.com slash list. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash list. We will put that link in the show notes as well. So definitely stop by, check that out. Totally free. But listen, I mean, if you're serious about building your business beyond just being a speaker and as well as just being a speaker, list building is for you. It's incredibly, incredibly valuable. So again, stop by thespeakerlab.com slash list list to check that out. Hey, Brian, if people want to find out more about you, check out some of these massive, beefy weekend reading posts that you put together. Where can we find them? Yep. Just videofruit.com. There's uh, two strategies on the homepage. You can see the full breakdown case studies of them. We did one interesting experiment towards the end of last year where we took the sidebar off our website. Like every website you see mostly has a sidebar. So we did a, a big split test where we tested that and we have some pretty cool results from that. The other one is we did an industry-wide split test where we went to Michael Hyatt and Jeff Goins and Andrew Warner from Mixergy and my site and a few others uh, and tested out this new homepage template to see if we could figure out the best homepage design that would convert people into subscribers, and we found it. So we've done an exhaustive report on that as well, and that's all on the homepage. You can go there, download those for free, and just check out the site. There's tons of reading, tons of really cool stuff that I'm fairly proud of that hopefully you can learn a little bit from. And go download that report, video for, or thespeakerlab.com slash list, and get the top trends of 2016. You are such a nerd, but we all <laughs> appreciate you for your nerdiness. All right, dude, appreciate the time. All right, bud, see ya. All right, there you go, my friends. Hope you enjoyed that chit-chat with Brian Harris of Video Fruit. Again, just a good dude, right? And just a good old Southern boy. Just a, lots of y'alls in there and just a, he's just a good guy. So uh, appreciate Brian sticking around with us, hanging out with us for a bit. Hey, again, I would remind you to uh, stop by thespeakerlab.com slash list, thespeakerlab.com slash list. Check out the free goodness that Brian is offering up to us there. You're definitely going to want to check that out. All right, that wraps up episode 28 for you, my friends. We'll be coming at you again soon. Hey, as a quick reminder, um, starting, is it next week? I believe next week, we're going to be doing 30 episodes in 30 days. No, in fact, it's not next week. It starts tomorrow. Oh my goodness. I just looked at my calendar. I realized we, we are doing 30 episodes in the month of April. 30 episodes, one episode every single day starting tomorrow. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I don't want you to miss out on what we're going to be up to, what we're going to be talking about. we got a lot of episodes coming at you. A lot of them are going to be listener Q&A episodes as well. So if you have a question that you would like to have answered on the show, definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com, submit your question. You can go to the Ask Grant tab, leave us your voicemail question or write in your question there. We'll try to answer that on uh, one of the episodes here. So 
We've got a lot of great episodes coming at you with these Q&A episodes, lots of interviews as well, some trainings. So uh, you're definitely going to want to subscribe to the show, not miss out on any of those. But again, 30 episodes, 30 days starting tomorrow, my friend. So buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. We'll see you then. You're awesome. You're awesome.